What up, P-Bag Nation? Welcome to another episode of Where the Fuck are the Popcorn Bags, the podcast where we review a movie, but not before we give you some tidbits, and then go watch it while we eat some snacks, and maybe, just maybe, sneak in some of that sweet, sweet Mary Jane. I am the one and only Mantis Toboggan, and a Wayfair commercial uh, made me cry this week. Aww, I'm Brianna, and I cried at that Apple commercial, I think, for the one where the snowman gets destroyed. <laughs> no, the Wayfair commercial I cried at was there was an old man involved, and his wife was definitely dead. And oh. <laughs> today we'll be watching the 2021 New Zealand Western drama film, The Power of the Dog. Before we get into the movie of the night, however, Brianna and myself will talk about our expectations and, of course, discuss some things we learned about it while lazily scanning the internet. Please go check out Doflix. If you're listening to this, you already probably listened to Doflix, but you know what it is. Go check it out. We talk. There's minions and stuff. Shit's weird. Hey, Max. I <laughs> uh, just want to give a shout out to Not Mahogany Soul this week. Get their ass, Brianna. Okay? Just do what, t- tell them what it is. Tell them, tell, t- please tell the nation what happened this week if they don't know. I'm after everybody that gives us a negative review now on Apple. Someone named Mahogany Soul, I'm not going to tag them on Instagram or anything, but they wrote that our King Richard review wasn't worth the time and they'll never get it back in their life. Firstly, it's not our fault you continue to listen to the entire episode. Secondly, maybe don't don't give a rating based on one episode. Uh, yeah, you only need three minutes to know how bad we are. Tidbits! Uh, <laughs> the movie of the night is The Power of the Dog. Thank you very much. It is based on the 1967 book of the same name. The movie itself is written and directed by uh, Jane Campion. I think that's how it's pronounced. She won an Oscar. That in... sounds right. Yeah, okay. I, I, I agree. Uh, she won an Oscar in 93, Brianna, for writing The, the Piano. Were you alive in 93? I was alive in 93. I was one. Uh, that The piano starred Holly Hunter, Harvey Keitel, and a 10-year-old Anna Paquin. Holly Hunter and Anna Paquin won Oscars for that shit, as well as Jane Campion for her writing. Um, and I gotta watch this movie. It sounds good. Yeah, well, so then I read the synopsis, though, and I'm still gonna watch it, but... It's about a young Helen Keller type woman who is sent to New Zealand with her daughter and her like prize piano and then ends up banging a plantation worker. So well, well, Jane Campion's from New Zealand. Okay, so she must have banged a plantation worker or her mom or maybe her mom did <laughs> Oscar bait, am I right? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Either way, this lady is accomplished. Uh, and the the lead cast for this movie is nothing to shy away from. It's like something out of a movie, they'd say. Benedict Gumberbatch, Kristen Dunst, whoop whoop, Dunstan checks in, alert, uh, and Jesse uh, Plemons. Uh, <laughs> Je- Jesse, I've been acting like uh, I've been acting since like Mike Plemons. What a cast, Brianna. Aww. Yeah, I just I I I love those three people. So I I don't know. I I think it's gonna be fantastic. And then there's a I think there's a man named Kiko. I think his name's Kiko. I don't know. I didn't add. I didn't add him to the rundown. It doesn't matter to me. What does matter to me is what? where. Yeah, there's a there's someone named Kiko in this movie or Kika. I think he's the fourth build person. Pika. Maybe I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like Pikachu. <laughs> no. Uh, oh. But what does matter to me though is where this movie was filmed, Bree, and it was filmed in New Zealand. And how do we feel about New Zealand? Oh, we love New Zealand. Big fans, 
and huge fans. So I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst, and Jesse Plemons are also big fans because the movie started filming in January 2020, obviously got shut down due to COVID. They stayed in New Zealand the entire time until it started back up in June of 2020. Do you think they had a choice or like they were just like, no, if you come back, you if you leave, you can't come back because you're going to be gross and contaminated. No, because all the cast and crew got exemption to come back in June, but they decided to stay in New Zealand. Well, I mean, what else were you doing? If I could have quarantined in New Zealand, I would have been there. But they're like, no, you're gross. Don't come here. That's what I'm saying. I think that was, you know, that was probably the the best of both worlds. You were like, oh, no, I'm in New Zealand during a, a pan- global pandemic. Oh, no. Oh, shucks. Oh, no. <laughs> It's like getting stuck on vacation in Hawaii like a day longer. Like, oh, darn. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Oh. I'm a millionaire on an island during a pandemic. Oh, oh I bet they flew their family in right before the border shut down and everything, too. They were like, come on, let's go. We're just going to we're gonna stay in the our bunker. Because, there's you know, there's bunkers all throughout New Zealand filled with rich people. I think that's just what they live in, isn't it? Yes. I like really is. chic bunkers, yes. though. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like where you can pop up above ground and there's like a whole unit up there. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we'll see any in this. I doubt it because at the <laughs> time of this recording, it has a 7. Uh, 7.0 out of 10 on IMDb <laughs> based on 35,000 reviews. It also has a 96% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. A 96. 96.0. 96.0. <laughs> 7.0. Uh, based on 268 reviews and a 61% audience score. Based on 500 plus reviews on Rotten Tomatoes as well. It has an 88% Metacritic and 71% of Google users like this movie. That's not a lot for the hogs, if you know the hogs. Um, 61% for the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is not a lot. Brianna, we've been doing this for a little while now. I think that we understand when there's a disparity between the critic score and the audience score like this. You kind of know what kind of movie it's going to be, right? I think this movie is going to be like First Cow, where it's it didn't get a lot of attention, but it's going to be a banger. I think so, too. I think that it's it's probably not for the average moviegoer. The- it's definitely not for the average Netflix moviegoer. Yeah, if you're if you're like um, if you're excited for spider-man movies and you're only excited for spider-man movies i could see you giving this a 61 percent like that makes sense to me i get that i think this movie's gonna yeah like brianna said gonna be a fucking banger i'm excited for it i'm ready to get into it brianna if you want to do you have any tidbits or you want to share i do remember how i told you i fudged some titties yes oh that's what you meant i was super confused at that okay thanks i appreciate. I know i was like i hope he doesn't tell anyone i said that because he's not gonna hang out with me anymore because he's gonna think i'm a bad influence yeah i was like <laughs> oh is that how brianna says she's taking a shit that's weird <laughs> <laughs> no i just found out that um jesse Plemons' role was supposed to be paul dano 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 dano, dano. Dano. Yeah, I read that. That's Dano Ramo. And um he really wanted to do it, but he had scheduling conflicts because he's in the the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. Oh yeah. And like, wouldn't you have loved to see Paul Dano? Oh yeah, I love Paul Dano. I Dan- mean, we love Jesse Plemons. We, we- stand a, a little pugly man, but mm-hmm. Paul Dano would have slapped. Oh, and then he's gonna be so good in the Batman though at the same time. Oh, oh. 
I'm so excited. I think it's like the only redeeming thing for me because Edward Cullen for me doesn't do it. It just doesn't like even start to pitch a tent. I think he's going to surprise then I, me. <laughs> I also read that Kirsten Dunst was supposed to be Elizabeth Moss and I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too and I was no, like, oh, no, 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 no. Give me, give me Kirsten Dunst all day. Yeah, all day. I'm not a big Elizabeth Moss fan. Sorry. Sorry to anyone who is. I don't write that in the reviews that I hate Elizabeth Moss because I don't hate her. I just don't like her. I like Elizabeth I Moss. Maybe she's I like prob- her in certain things. She's probably a better actor than Kirsten Dunst, but I don't know. Oh, I mean, maybe, she's, uh, maybe. the versatility of Kirsten Dunst. Have you ever seen The Invisible Man? <laughs> Did you ever see Bring It On? <laughs> what? Uh, true, 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 true. <laughs> uh, do you want to give us the? Um, do you have any more tidbits? Or do you no, want... when you fudge titties, you don't get a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Push. Yeah. Do you want to give us the synopsis brought to brought to you by Beaverbung? Yes. Hold on. Thanks. The synopsis is not brought to you by Beaverbung. It's brought to you by Tim Hortons. Try new. Try the new Tim Beebs. <laughs> Granny, you can't fuck up the copy. Tim Hortons won't pay us. No, yeah. Tim Biebs. Justin Bieber's limited time Tim Bits flavors. They come in chocolate white fudge, sour cream chocolate chip, and birthday cake waffle, which sounds, oh, amazing. Pick up some t- Tim Biebs and a nice hot coffee at your local Tim Hortons today, which is for us three hours away. Uh, we got to get to our local Timmy Biebs. I need that. I need it. Our closest Tim Biebs is white. No, sorry, Tim Hortons. Our closest Tim Hortons is White Plains, New York. Oh, oh! And with no was with that, no traffic, it's about three hours away. Was that also on the way to the pizza vending machine and the ice cream machine at the mall? For a Tim Beeb, it would be worth it. Yes, it would be. I would it, make it on the way. It would be the it would be the ice cream machine vending machine, the pizza vending machine, and also the Tim Beebs. They had Tim Beebs merch. But you know that stuff sold out in like a heartbeat. People are selling the boxes Tim Beebs come in. Oh, uh, okay. That's that's like, you pretty know how give, give me the have, synopsis. Like, they come in little munchkin boxes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're a believer, you'll get it. Mm, well. Oh, wrong synopsis. <laughs> I believe, but I don't give a shit about that. <laughs> Boom. Did you know that Benedict Cumberbatch is like fan squad is called cumber bitches oh i don't know how i feel about that (laughs) (laughs) charismatic rancher phil burbank inspires fear and awe in those around him when his brother brings home a new wife and her son phil torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love okay which I'm is interesting excited. because I also read that Benedict Cumberbatch didn't shower for two weeks to get into like the correct mindset, and I'm like charismatic, what? but smelly. What? What the hell? I've never met someone that didn't shower for two weeks that was charismatic. I'm charismatic. But I've also I also don't meet a lot of people, so they could be out there. <laughs> that's, that's fair. You want to know my synopsis? Yeah. What is it? <laughs> hmm. I don't know if there's a dog in this film. <laughs> 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 that's a good one alright everybody uh, grab your bowls, your bongs, your dab rigs your playstation controllers your duke cannons bloody knuckles hand repair bomb and in 
Three, two, one, go. And we're back from watching The Power of the Dog, essentially a very scattered movie up until the end when eventually you find out it's about revenge the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it was quite the revenge story. I, I didn't realize we were in for that. I didn't realize, like, literally, we just watched a two-hour movie and I didn't know it was about revenge until the last five minutes. I was pleasantly surprised, though. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Slow burn of a film. Don't let the first half trick you into thinking it's not going to be about anything. Because it's well shot. It's well made. It's well acted. It's well written. It's well directed. And so the first half of the movie, you're like, okay, yeah, this is like, this is good. Like, I like the vibe. I love the pacing. The, uh, I guess the music or just like the, the kind of. The lack thereof, the music. The la- la- it's just tone tones, lots of tones. Um, the the tones really set the tone, if I do say so myself. Oh. But the first half of the movie does get you. It doesn't get you excited. There's not a lot going on, but you are in it. You do. You are getting to know the characters. You like certain characters. You dislike certain characters. It does all the right things to make you feel like you're you're part of it. And then the second half happens, and you're like, okay. We're, where is this going? And then, like, at the end of the second half, you're like, oh, man, okay, this is this is where we're at, you son of a bitch, I'm here, ready to go. I, I, and I don't know if I could see Paul Dano as Jesse Plemons' character, Brianna. I, I know we spoke about that, but I really don't. I know you mentioned you couldn't see... Jesse Plemons was perfect for his role. Oh, like, my God. Absolutely perfect. So to see Paul Dano, like, to imagine Paul Dano in that, it just wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been right. Paul Dano would have made a great Benedict Cumberbatch character, Phil Burbank, I think, because I think that they would have, I don't know, played off each other better. But Benedict Cumberbatch and Jesse Plemons match made in heaven. Full disclosure, I uh, I was a little taken back when we when the movie started, and I didn't I didn't hear any Kiwi accents. Yeah, th- well, it was they were going to be, be Kiwi ranches. It was set in Montana. I thought it was set in the in New Zealand. And no, it was shot in New Zealand. I thought I thought maybe because the piano, no, the pi- no. the piano is also set in New Zealand, and I thought Jane Campion, you know, she's a Kiwi, so. No, it was just, it was set in New Zealand, or shot in New Zealand, set in Montana. There's actually a huge sign on one of the buildings that says Montana. I don't know where your confusion and upset comes from, because it said Montana. Listen, bitch. Uh... (laughs) Listen, you're the bitch. Montana's beautiful. I don't know why they wouldn't have just shot there. They had to go all the way to fucking New Zealand, probably for the tax breaks. Fucking, fucking yeah, liberal Montana's Hollywood like, don't whites. Bring that here. <laughs> no, Where'd Montana they... was probably like, don't bring that here. We don't want that. Where'd they get the Native American guy in the middle of New Zealand? That's what I want to know. Where'd he come from? Maybe he wasn't Native American. Maybe he was a Native New Zealand. Mm, interesting. May Maori? 
Is that the? I don't. I don't know the proper term. That's why I called it a native New Zealand. I didn't want to offend anyone. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'll take that. I'll take that. Um, I really liked the movie Brianna. Like, like I said, what what did you did did you, I haven't even asked you? Like, did you enjoy it? What did you? Yeah, how as did you usual, f- you just forget about. Well, you know, you're 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 second class citizen here at Peabag. So, what did you think? <laughs> I am the real Peabag. Um. <laughs> It's interesting that I mentioned First Cow at the beginning of the movie because I was getting the same vibes the whole time I watched this. Like, First Cow, for me, I was like, okay, this is pretty slow, and it sets a lot of groundwork, and you're like, I don't know if I can commit to this. Like, I almost want to pop open that Instagram, and I did at one point because there's, it's like every movie, it gets a little slow, but... I didn't for the most part, and I was like, all right, Brianna, stick to this. You can commit to this. You can do this. You know, you haven't watched a new show or movie in a really long time. You can figure this out, girl. Stay strong. And I was indeed rewarded at the end because I stayed strong, and I was like, all right, this movie wasn't necessarily a banger for me, but I did enjoy it, and there's nothing that, there was no questions left unanswered for me there was questions that formed in my head when i was watching it like what where does this rawhide come from what there's no dog like who who's that over there (laughs) who's who's the dog is it the bible there's a dog in the bible i didn't know that yeah there was like whoa what's that is that maple syrup she's drinking no that's rum um (laughs) (laughs) anthrax huh yeah so like there's anthrax in the 1920s there was a lot of questions that i had i didn't know the taliban i didn't know the taliban was in montana in the 1920s what the heck but then all at the end, like, they made you think of all these questions that they answered, and you were like, oh, okay, I love when movies do that. I love when I'm not left hanging out there. No, they, they, they tied it all up in a nice little bow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that when a movie doesn't leave me feeling more alone than I usually feel, so... De- definitely an Oscar contender. I do not think this is going to win Best Picture. I have seen some pretty good movies this se- uh, this movie season. <laughs> I don't know. Why, I don't know why I said season. I've been watching too much football. I haven't seen. I've seen some pretty good movies this year. I I have also not seen some pretty good movies in terms of. Uh, I there's probably still like three or four, probably five, Oscar nominees that I still have to see, like eventual nominees. Um, but I think this will definitely be in the 10 that get nominated by the Academy. I think that this is, I mean, Jesse Plemons probably going to get a nom, right? Benedict Cumberbatch, definitely going to get a nom. He was fantastic. Kirsten Dunst, probably going to get a nom too. She was pretty good. She, she, really, you complained about her the whole time. Well, she was an awful drunk. I hated her, but she was a good, awful drunk. Like I, I hated her character, so. I wonder, I I imagine it being very hard, so I don't know why I said I wonder, but I found it very interesting to see Kirsten Dunst not speak a lot in the movie, and more of, like, her actual acting from her, so I found it nice to see that even though you were shitting on Kirsten Dunst the whole movie, I was that, not. You now say, <laughs> that you now say she did a good job. I did. I was not because it probably it's probably hard for someone like her not to have a lot of lines, but to have to do a lot of stuff. A lot of physical acting, and she she did a bang up job. Um, yeah, just just good overall. I I personally think everybody should go check it out. Uh, I mean Netflix, come on, right? But yeah. the, the the story itself was 
was really enjoyable. At first, you think it's going to be about two two brothers, and then it ends up being about a relationship, and then it ends up being about another relationship. Um, and no dog. You're kind of like, where is this dog. going? And then it gets there, and you're like, okay, I'm I'm with it. But it is a two hour long payoff. You are going to have to wait, um, to get. To get fully yeah, what, what I know it's kind of like our podcast where you think you'll never get the time back, but you have to commit to this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to. It's a full send. Um, Brianna. <laughs> I agree with you, though, on the Oscar thing. I don't think it'll win. I don't think I'm expecting it to win anything. It's not going to be like last year when The Sound of Metal lost. I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to, you know, flip any cars. But it was good. It wasn't, it wasn't fantastic. Well... Okay, so speaking of... In terms of, of other movies. In terms yeah. of other movies. Like, I think House of Gucci, even though I haven't seen it, I feel like that's a better contender for actual winners. <laughs> you haven't even fucking seen it. It's just because it has Lady Gaga and Adam Driver in it. Okay, I love Adam Driver. Lady I know, Gaga that's why... Fine, that's... I'm a big Adam Driver stan. I, I know. What other movies? Well, here's the thing about that, right? And so before we give our popcorn bag scores, I, a lot of people ask me... Mantis, what, what is what is your popcorn bag rating even based off of? I don't understand it. It's how much we enjoy the movie. That is what it's based off of. If I give something a forty nine out of fifty, honestly, it's probably it a means banger. It was pretty good. <laughs> it's probably a banger movie, but it just means that I enjoyed it more than anything I probably ever seen before. And uh, I'm not saying I'm gonna give this a fucking forty nine out of fifty. Calm your tits. Um, but, but that is what the, 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 the ratings are based off of there. It's, they don't really mean anything. The points don't matter. It's like, whose line is it anyway? Brianna, w- with that in mind, what is your popcorn bag score for the power of the dog? Uh, t- uh, trademark My the Bible. Popcorn... <laughs> <laughs> trademark JC himself. No, I just imagine my popcorn bag rating being. On a scale of 1 to 10, but it's blown up to 1 or 0 to 50. And yes, even though sometimes I give movies lower scores, it doesn't mean I'm not going to see it again. It just means that's how I felt about it. If if I could think of a word to describe it, I would. But we're not rating it on a word scale. We're rating it on a number scale. Mm, Yes. It's kind of like... Hurry up, you goddamn bitch. (laughs) most likely satisfied anyway my popcorn bag score for the power of the horse was oh the power of the cow was a 39 out of 50 popcorn bags with a yes recommendation but You wouldn't, I wouldn't rush to see it. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's going to be on Netflix for a long time. Watch some Christmas movies first. And then when there's a lull, get into this. Okay, that's reasonable. I'm going to give it a 40, 42 out of 50 popcorn bags with a yes recommendation. It is on Netflix. It is going to be an Oscar contender. It is filled with great acting. It is filled with great directing and writing. and. I mean, I didn't, we didn't mention this enough, Brianna, which uh, we, we probably should have right off the bat, but I mean, the views in this fucking thing. It was beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. there was only one shot that I was like, oh, that looks fake as hell. 
but 99% of the the scenery and like the the wide shots I was like okay I'm into this that's why we love you New Zealand and that's probably why they didn't use Montana because it's too dusty yeah she's uh Jane Campion's like the the white Chloe Zhao that's <laughs> she was like I want dust but I don't want too much dust, too much dust. and that's mm. what you get in Montana because mm. you'll definitely get the same like mountain views but yeah Bring me Anna Paquin. Spoiler zone. Favorite parts, least favorite parts, Brianna. Why don't you start me off with your favorite parts? Well, now that we're in the spoiler zone, I'm going to give one of my favorite parts away right now. The ending. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's talk about it. The ending was a banger in itself. The movie might not have been a banger in your opinion, but the you... ending was the banger. Ooh, the ending was fire. Okay, actually, from this is a very long favorite part. <laughs> from about midway to the ending was my favorite part when you when you finally find out that Benedict Cumberbatch not only was like very. Intelligent. He admired Bronco. Oh, he I was gonna say when we Bronco find out he goes Henry. to he went to Yale. I know you were like all juicy for that, but <laughs> when you find out that Bronco Henry was not only like his friend and mentor, but also like potentially his lover, but at the least his like first huge crush. You're. It's like whoa. He's sitting there like in an open field without a shirt on. And his chaps are just there. And he's like rubbing this little Bronco Henry handkerchief around him. Me and Bronco Henry also secret share the same initials. So I was like a little (laughs) hot and bothered about that. Oh, that's so true. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) And so. uh, (laughs) um, Brianna Hanky. (laughs) From that point on, I was like, okay. And that's when, for me, the movie really started. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm invested in this movie 100%. Before that, I was like, okay. Well, because at that point, because then at that that point in time, you go, okay. So he is projecting his, his like own like feelings about himself towards the kid because he, like, everybody calls this kid a. Uh, like a sissy, and they call him gay, and they call him a fag a they bunch of times. Like, yeah, they call him all me, all types of mean names, right to his face. Little Floyd uh, Roy. And they and they fuck with him all the time. And Benedict Cumberbatch is like the leader of all this, and then you find out it's definitely because he's gay and suppresses that and doesn't know how to deal with those feelings. But then he ends up, he ends up deciding to kind of uh bronco henry this kid and take him under his wing and you're like oh my god is he gonna fuck this kid are we in like a brokeback mountain like call uh me call me by your name type situation and i mean this is my favorite part just as much as brianna's like nope this kid the whole time has been plotting because at the very beginning of the movie fucking benedict Cumberbatch calls him a name and like makes him feel bad and burns his paper flowers so he decides to find an animal uh, skin it, make sure that it has, uh, like, anthrax on it, because it's, like, a fucking diseased animal that he finds in the middle of nowhere. 
he then somehow gets Benedict Cumberbatch to cut his hand and then make the this like rope with the the skin and so he dies of that and the kid like planned the whole fucking thing and he's sitting in his room at the end and he's holding the rope with gloves on cuz he knows that if he touches it he'll die get all fucked up and it's just incredible and he's got this smirk on his face he doesn't have a smirk on yes he his does face. he tur- yes he does he turns around from the window after he sees Jesse Plemons kiss Kirsten Dunst and he smiles but it's like the la- literally the last two minutes you're thinking, oh, my God, did the kid not know? And he was just like, what did I do? Yeah, I poisoned my potential future lover. Yes, you and think then he's you in love with him, him too. There. Oh. Then you see him sitting there with his not single-use gloves on, holding <laughs> the rope. And he's like, oh, bitch, I knew. <laughs> I knew the whole time. Because this kid wants to be a doctor and he... Uh, he's very yeah, he takes very intelligent. a lot of animals and so you're kind of thinking like okay either he's a serial killer or he really does want to be a doctor they set up everything so well Again, so yeah, well they, le- they leave nothing left unanswered it's not like oh shit did he not know no you find out if you wait like a little bit longer that yes he knew the whole time he knew the minute benedict cumberbatch burnt his paper flower he spent a lot of time working on he was like oh hell no this guy's out <laughs> this guy is out ski um my second least favorite part is a okay, little we're still on favorite parts <laughs> yeah we're still on favorite parts uh my second <laughs> my second least favorite part is a little different from that it's very quick though uh there's a point in time where benedict Cumberbatch realizes that jesse plemons is going to bring her home uh, Kirsten Dunst forever and he gets really upset and he goes out to the barn and he starts beating his horse with like his shirt and he <laughs> like an actual horse that's not yeah, a metaphor no he starts beating a literal <laughs> horse in the face and he he calls it a fat faced bitch whore <laughs> yeah he he's like, definitely he's so projecting uh, his thoughts on Jesse Plemons because he calls Jesse Plemons fatso a lot all the time, and so he's really just beating An the horse man. with like Jesse Plemons's face on it, like just typical sibling nonsense of like I don't like you because you get to be the business guy in suspenders and I have to wear chaps and not shower. I'm going to take it out on this well, poor that's... fucking innocent animal. Well, he didn't have to do that. He went to a better school than the brother. We actually don't know where the brother went to school. I, I thought you said but... the brother went to the University of Montana, Dubuque. Dude, I I, I made that up. <laughs> he, you... Obviously, the brother went to Harvard, and Benedict Cumberbatch went to Yale, and that's why there was a rivalry. Well, you know, Yale is pretty pretty good school. I do say so but it's not harvard it's not Harvard. okay well you need to calm down i actually yeah but again they don't say where jesse Plemons went to school they do say that benedict cumberbatch's character went to yale and that's why he was like they're like now he's this fucking rancher that doesn't shower mm-hmm. what happened to him Ugh. go bulldogs uh brianna what are, you, <laughs> what are some of your least favorite parts i also didn't like the the horse beating oh no that, that was, was my favorite part yeah, but you you kept saying least favorite part. Did you know that? You oh, said I it did? twice. Even after the first time I said we're still on favorite parts and you were like, Yeah, oh. favorite part. And then you went, Oh, <laughs> so next my next least favorite part. 
no, Brianna, it's one thirty-five so in, the, like, in the morning. So I was just like, oh, okay. I, uh... <laughs> so that was one of your favorite parts when the horse yeah. got beat. I'm not a part of PETA. I don't have qualms. I mean, it was it was just getting like hit in the face. It wasn't like being like whipped horse. with like a barbed wire or anything. It was just you know horse violence. You ever seen Mr. Hands? Like, <clears throat> it was it was essentially. The equivalent of, like, I don't know, putting your dog in a crate. <laughs> to the hundreds of but people anyway. that are listening to this right now, don't Google Mr. Hands if you're at work. But if you're home, hmm, balls in your court. <laughs> if you're home and you're feeling really wild. Yeah, no. hit, hit, type Mr. Hands in and Google and hit, <laughs> I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> Any hoosies. So we are, are we still on favorite part? No, we're at least favorite parts now. Fuck favorite parts. Yeah, that was... I, I mean, considering my favorite part was an hour long, I don't think I need any more of that. Pretty much yeah. anything after the hour mark was my favorite part. Okay. Um, I also... I loved all the the Bugaboo Creek heads in the house. Oh, yeah, the talking <laughs> moose know, head. What are those... What are those things called? Like animal busts? No. How'd they get the Jeremiah was a bullfrog fish in 1920? The Billy, the singing Billy Bass? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't Jeremiah know, but I was a bullfrog. <laughs> I liked all the the animals. As I uh, as I shame you for talking about beating a horse, I'm like I liked all the the dead animal heads in the house. Anyway, least favorite parts. I didn't like when they beat the horse. I didn't like how, for a while, I couldn't understand why Benedict Cumberbatch was so mad that they let the hides go. And it was like, why don't you want to share with the people of the land? This is their home. Why don't you want to share the hides with them, you selfish little prick? Like, they want to trade stuff with you. They ended up giving Kirsten Dunn's character like this lovely hand-sewn like pair of gloves. And she was like, these are deliciously soft. And I was like, okay, have another drink, honey. But I just couldn't understand for the longest time like why he was so into those hides. And then, yeah, duh, it's because he makes ropes out of them. That was more just like a personal like least favorite part because I just felt really dumb. Yeah, but like, why didn't like? I'll, I'll uh, admit it though. No, but he didn't like. like he, he wasn't like only making. Yeah, he didn't need all of them. I think he just hated Indians. Oh, he was a racist. Yeah, I think he was a racist. I mean, he's one of those okay. weird, like weird, like uh, educated conservatives from Montana. As a rancher, I just don't understand why he didn't want to bathe. I tell you what my least favorite part was, though, and it definitely has to do with animal abuse. It's when they castrated that fucking bull. Jesus, fuck me, dude. You were real squirmy. (laughs) Well, first of all, they show the balls. They show him cutting the balls. They show him taking the testicle out of the sack and then ripping it out. It's interesting, though, because the cow didn't even really make a noise. Yes, it did. It was like... Yeah, but that could have been... Okay, that's not what it sounded like. That could have just been from them holding it down to be like, hey, we're going to hold you down in this fucking chokehold and uh, 
put the people's elbow right on your neck, and then we're going to also cut your, your ballsies off. But that also sets, the, sets in motion how he cuts his hand in the first place. Because he, he goes over after he rips, literally rips the balls off of the gal. <laughs> he well, literally took, he took the balls by the... You know, that's, that, that scene actually is pretty fantastic. Because once again, not a wasted scene. Because Benedict Cumberbatch is specifically not wearing gloves. And when he, after he rips the balls off of the bull, he walks over to a guy and the guy says... Are you going to fucking steal my, my thunder? What do you mean? You bitch. I was just explaining. Oh, okay. Who are you? Who are you? Well, I'm the person that doesn't listen to you, that's who. Yeah, but he literally takes life by the balls, and then he... I feel like he still has it in his hand. He still has testicle in his hand. And he walks over to Jesse Plemons, not some guy. He walks over to his brother, and he's like, 1,500 castrations, and I cut myself on the last one. And then he's like, wrapping his, his hand... Um, I don't know if the not single-use gloves would have even been helpful, but who knows? No, he definitely should have who, worn some, like, knows? tough rancher gloves, though. There were other guys wearing <laughs> thick gloves. Hey, Benedict Cumberbatch is a, a man's man. He wears chaps 24-7. Don't tell he him he needs to put gloves on. Yeah, he wears chaps. All. So yeah, I bet, he, I bet he you he wouldn't have died hands. if he just if he just washed his hands once. I mean, just in general, hygiene back then wasn't great. Like Jesse Plemons was like, "Dude, why don't you shower?" Or they don't have showers; they have baths. It's like, why don't you want to sit in a pool of your own filth? Like that wouldn't have helped. Yeah, that That's whole fair. Like, lack of actual running water, like it would have maybe. He would have had to really keep up with that if he wanted to keep away, like, the sickies out of the cut, but <laughs> I don't think it wouldn't have done much. Like, the anthrax would have still got in. It would have still been, like, a at least a healing wound, but still open. That's fair. Says me. I have an open wound on my arm from Thanksgiving when I burned my arm trying to get the, the apple pie out of the oven because I was so hungry. Oh, you want to talk about open wounds right now? I go, no. I go, I go on for a week about well, no, open my, wounds. Well, my mine's open because I pick at it because I'm a, a picker. But um, oh, but gross. no, that that whole scene sets in motion how he cuts his hand, and then little Ted Bundy's like, oh, you cut your hand, I see, and you never shower. Hmm, writing all this down in his little diary, like, doesn't shower, cuts his hand, let me go find a diseased cow. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but this mo- this uh, this book is based on a true story, and that's actually um, the the little boy who, who, <laughs> who kills Benedict Cumberbatch. He grows up yeah. to, be, he grows up to be, um, David Berkowitz? Billy Billie Eilish. Oh. Yeah, it's like a full circle thing. Billie yeah, Eilish is actually... COVID. Billie Eilish is actually like 135 years old. I believe that. She had a late... She was a late bloomer. That's why she didn't become famous to like 135. Maybe Billie Eilish ages backwards like Benjamin Button. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe. You have any other least favorite parts, Brianna, before we get the fuck out of here? 
considering my favorite part was the first hour, my least favorite part, or the second hour, my least favorite part was the first hour, I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this movie. Like, what did I, why did I recommend this? We watched this movie. I was like, oh man, he's going to be so mad. And I was like, we're an hour in. And I was just like, oh no, no, no. What did I do? <laughs> I was doubting myself so much. I was sitting in my room, like, all sweaty. I was like, oh, no, why did I say we should watch this movie? <laughs> David Bowie. Because the whole, the first hour was, like, it was it was fine. I was like, okay, yeah, here we go. Lots of stuff you have to pay attention to. Lots of names, lots of people, lots of, I guess those are the same thing. And I was like, oh, God. And I was like, oh, no, I'm a little bored. But then that second hour, ooh, yeah. Go check it out, ladies and gentlemen. It was a pretty solid movie. You, I mean, I think I you're going to enjoy it, unless you're pure hog. Unless you're just like, no, I'm just pure hog, Mantis. I only care about like hog type movies, which is fine. That's like that's you. you hey, pe- do you, you think do the you. hogs only watched the first half and they were like, "Fuck this"? I could see hogs doing that. Hogs give up. You know, hogs, like, they like their slop, but if it's not good slop, they're not going to sit there and just take it. Or do you think when they they took the testicle off the cow, they were like, oh, hell no, I'm not watching the rest of this. I think, this movie's about some fruity silly billy, I'm out of here. That's probably, (laughs) that might might have been what happened. Um, all right, cool. So, let's get out of here, Brianna. I, I think that this is a respectable point in time to leave this discussion. Well, we don't want it to be too long because, you know, if you're not going to get this time back in your life, I don't want to, you know, I don't want you to sacrifice too much for us. Yeah, I don't want to waste too much, you fucking cunt. (laughs) Fuck you, Mahogany Soul. I hope you're listening to this, you psycho bitch. I was saying, I was saying, (laughs) what if Mahogany Soul listened to like 75 episodes and then was like, trash, one star, fucking hate this show. Like, God, cool. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you, everyone not named Mahogany Soul. We appreciate it. Numbers growing every week. We love you. Peabag Nash out here doing the damn thing. Peabags for life. Peabags for life. Next week, we are watching, I believe, The Matrix, Brianna. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's, that's what's going to happen. So we will catch you on the flippity flip. Thank you very much. Brianna, say goodbye. Goodbye, tomato soup queens. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, beans.